good to see your faces. Now, I'm just going to say this ahead of time. With my accent. <laughs> Remember how Lapinus talk about the Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues? I promise you I'm not speaking in tongues. <laughs> it's absolutely fluent English. It just got flavor to it. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you need the Holy Ghost to interpret for you, I believe that he's more than capable of doing that. Amen? So I'm going to try to speak slower because I have a tendency sometimes when uh, I get excited, I speak really fast and the sentence sounds like one word. <laughs> Anybody that has been my student, they've actually experienced that multiple times where they actually have to lean in. That's when I know I'm speaking too fast because they're trying to lean in and read my lips. So from over there, you can't do that. So you're going to need the Holy Ghost to kind of help you out. So, amen. So, Father, we just thank you for this time. Thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercies. We thank you for your kindness, Lord. We thank you that you're so just, Father, that the way you look at us, you look at us with so much love, that your heart is always towards us, Father, that you send your son Jesus so that we can have access to you, Daddy. And we thank you that you always had a plan to make us right with yourself, that we'll forever have access. And that is good news. Amen. Really, that is the good news of, of the Lord Jesus Christ, that God found a way to make man right with himself. So it takes the pressure off, like literally, because it's not dependent upon you. So, <clears throat> when, I, when Byron asked me to preach, I got pretty nervous. Because I've always preached other places, more like India and stuff. That's where most of my preaching has taken place. But I've never really preached to a congregation, people that I see day in and day out. So, this should be fun. <laughs> this should be fun. Amen. Now, <clears throat> I wanted to s mention this. You know, sometimes if you preached before, you have your notes. So like for me, I have my African notes. And then there's the Holy Ghost notes. And we have a choice to pick from either one. Now, it doesn't mean that preparing is a bad thing. You can prepare, but yet at the same time, the Lord Jesus did say this about the Holy Spirit. He's the wind that blows wherever way he does what? He... Loves and he likes. You know what I'm saying? So if you can bear with me today, I'm going to try and navigate with the wind. Which is, uh, I'm glad that there is grace. <laughs> you know, so if you can bear with me and go with me. And we can meander through this river together. It will be awesome. Amen? So you might sound disjointed, scattered. But I think the Holy Ghost will bring it together. You know? So, <clears throat> I was asking the Lord specifically what he had in his heart. And Tommy, you see, I say that right. Where's Tommy? Yeah, he's here today. Yes, because Tommy always makes fun of me about that. They're trying to pronounce between H-U-R-T and H-E-A-R-T. Because it sounds the same. Because Tommy's like, what are you saying? Like, you injured? Or are you saying you really feel it in your heart? And I said, ah, Tommy, I feel it in my heart. 
And he still goes, okay, I got you. So these days I have to do sign languages. <laughs> so, um, so I was asking the Lord, you know, what was in his heart. And he said, I want you to encourage my people about a particular scripture that he gave me. And uh, <clears throat> and one thing, you know, when I preach, I pace. I don't like standing still. So by the time you're done, I'll pray for you next. I'll be all right. So um, so the Lord said, uh, you know, I just want you to encourage my people. I want you to remind them. So it's not even necessary that I'm giving you something new. I'm just bringing to attention something that is already there, that has already been deposited in you. Amen? So the only thing the Holy Spirit wants to do is help you tap into that so that you can walk in the life that he's really ordained for you. Because the Father's heart is always interested that you walk in the fullness of what Christ did. Because Jesus himself, I came so that you may have life and you may have it abundantly. And abundant means abundant, meaning overflowing. So today I'm just going to attempt to the Holy Spirit just to bring to attention something that you already have in you. And this is the scripture the Lord gave me. You know, this is from 2 Corinthians uh, uh, chapter 4, starting from verse 6. And I like using the NLT version because I love simple English. I don't like trying to figure out using big vocabulary words. So you're going to find out most of my English is really plain. And there's not a lot of words that I will use that are heavy. And this is what he says. He says, for God, who said, let there be light in the darkness, has made these lights shine in our hearts. So we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Christ Jesus. We have these lights shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clays of jar containing this great treasure. And I want to emphasize on fragile clays of jar containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God and not from ourselves, which is what Byron was talking about. So the pressure is not on us to perform the acts of God. Where it really comes down to is do we have the faith, which is really simple. I'm going to give you a simple African definition for it. Faith, just believe in God. You saying in your heart that I believe you, Lord, that's it. When you look at the Father and say, I believe that you are able Whatever situation you're facing, with a sickness, whatever it is, you can look at that person and say, listen, like Peter, silver and gold have I none, but what I have, I give to you. So Paul, sorry, Peter, did not pull out of his flesh what he had. He didn't pull out of his pockets what he had. He said, I have this greater deposit because I've been with the king of glory. I've got a deposit in me. That I can impart to you. So what I have. I speak to you. Get up and walk. We have this treasure. We have this treasure. We have this treasure. And you're going to hear me repeat that phrase. Over and over again. 
we have this treasure. Because I felt that's what the Holy Spirit wanted, to keep on, wanted me to keep on emphasizing is we have this treasure. Though we're weak, though we're fragile, though we are gels of clay, yet the Father in his goodness, and he gave him great pleasure to put this treasure in us. Amen? Woo. I'm going to let that sink in for a minute. Like really. I'm just going to let that sink in for a minute. We have this treasure. We have this treasure in jars of clay. When you think about what Paul's writing here, obviously he was talking also about himself in the process. Because he said, I bear in my body all these markings of Christ. Because he was beaten. He said he went hungry. He faced persecution. He died twice. He got shipwrecked two weeks out at sea. I mean, all these things took place. But yet he said, forgetting what is behind, I'm going to go for the apple gold. That great price that is in front of me. And Paul was really clear and really explaining to us that he really was a vessel made out of a jar of clay. He did not separate himself from us. So his testimony and his honesty about things that he went through, things that he struggled was to give us a hope that what the Lord did in him and through him, he will also do in us. You see, when you read the word continuously, we have a testimony from Genesis all the way to Revelation of the power of God in man's life. You see, God always had a plan from the very beginning. When he created Adam and Eve, his part of his plan was to make sure that his presence will abide with man and his glory will abide in man. He desired that. But obviously we know what happened there, right? The fall happened and the glory departed. And the presence was gone. And everything became hard. And we see what that has happened. You can see everything that's happened since then. The wreckage that has happened. But thank God he said, well, you know what? First the natural, then the spiritual. So the father in his plan decided to send a second man. Called Jesus, the second Adam, the spiritual man. As a pure example of what it looks like to be a jar of clay filled with the glory of God and the presence of God. That treasure, that treasure, that treasure. If you think about these jars of clay that we have. We know the Bible says that we are the what? The temple of the Holy Spirit. We're jars of clay, but yet we are what? The temple of the Holy Ghost. You see, when you look back in Ezekiel, you know, Ezekiel had insight to God's temple being built. It starts like a thing from uh, chapter 40 going on. I'm not going to read all those chapters today. You, may, you must say, 
No, you can say amen to that. I don't know if they read through Ezekiel. I'm telling you, go hear the dimensions and the rooms and the whatnot and what this and what that. Take this measurement. Take that measurement. Son of man, what do you think about this? Son of man, do you see that? Okay, here's the measure. One eighth. Okay, here you go. 1,760 feet this way. 1,760 feet that way. You know what I mean? But all those are dimensions of this temple that the Lord wanted to build, right? Because God himself said, I don't want to live in something that man has built. I want to live in something that I have built. So in this Joseph clay that we have, where the Holy Spirit resides, whoo, These jars of clay, which is the temple of the Lord. The Holy Spirit is always interested in building the temple for God himself. And Ezekiel gives us a glimpse of what that, what that looks like. And so whenever I read Ezekiel, I remember saying, Lord, I, if, you don't ta- if you don't let me tap into some kind of revelation, I don't think I can get through reading this book because half of it, I don't know. I mean, all these dimensions of one, I don't get it. I remember the Holy Spirit just saying, listen, what you're looking at is what I'm doing inside of you. I'm creating a place where I can be comfortable. I'm creating a place where I can operate from. I'm creating a place where there is a base that I can go forth from. Where I can make my name known on this earth. That I can make my name and my power be displayed to the principalities in the heavenly places. That he will take weak vessels, jars of clay, and fill it up with his glory and presence. Because if you notice in the book of Ezekiel, something really happened that was kind of sad. The Ichabod, which means what? The glory has departed. So when Adam and Eve fell, the glory departed at that very moment. The presence of God departed at that very moment. But yet we see in the book of Ezekiel the heart of God to want to restore that to mankind. And you notice again in the book of Ezekiel. I'm not going to read all those verses and whatnot. But if you've read it before, you can tap into that. You can read it on your own. Ezekiel witnesses something taking place once everything has been set in place. He notices from the east a wind blowing. And that wind was the glow of the Lord returning into the temple. You see, when we got saved again, when we said yes to Jesus, the Father opened a door for his glory to return to its rightful place. Which is in us. Which is in us. In these jaws of clay. <laughs> I'm going to let that sink in. <laughs> I mean the implication. Of you actually understanding. This revelation. Of what the father has done. Through Christ Jesus. Will absolutely turn the world upside down. That's why the apostles and the disciples absolutely flipped the world upside down. Because when they start understanding, greater is he who is where? Than who is in there? 
all fear, whatever it was that was happening, when you look at Peter himself, you can see how the Holy Ghost himself was building that temple so that he can be so comfortable in it. Where Peter was running away and denying the Lord because the temple's not completely set. But once he said it, when you see the Peter before versus the Peter afterwards, totally two different people. You see a Peter that is filled with the glory and the presence of the Lord. That everywhere he goes, he is a walking ball of glory. That's the best way I can put it. Amen? You're tracking me so far? So one thing I was feeling about <clears throat> from the Father's heart was he wanted to make us aware and remind us of what we carry inside of us. You see those things that Byron was talking here? I don't, you know, I didn't even tell him what kind of message he's going to preach. But what he's saying is something that is in the Father's heart that he desires. Because you see, Jesus himself says specifically, I have come to destroy the works of the... Though yet, even though Satan is the God of this world, the Father in heaven is interested in seeing his kingdom manifest on this earth. And by his wisdom, which does not look like that in the natural mind, he chose Joseph Clay to display this tremendous power and glory of his works. So Jesus appears as the great example of what is the Father's plan for our own lives. Amen? Amen? Oh, Jesus. So I'm not going to stand in front of you and tell you that I'm walking in the fullness of that. But I can tell you this. The Holy Spirit is hard to work in my life. That this fruit may come forth. See, I think Jim Hill was telling me that John Wimber prayed for a thousand people before saw a single healing. As a matter of fact, when he prayed for people that died... I prayed for people before some of them died. I prayed for people. Some didn't get better. As a matter of fact, they got even worse. And I was going, Lord, this power you talk about that resides in me. I'm having a time actually trying to visualize the truth of it. And all the Father asked me was this. Do you believe me? Everybody has to answer that question at some point. At some point in your life, you'll have to answer that question. Because Abraham did. It's counter to him. As righteousness, because of what? Because he believed 
God. And that was enough to qualify him. So let's go back to this temple, these jars of clay. And I'm going to take you back again to Ezekiel. See, when Ezekiel saw the glory return, he started seeing some other things actually take place. He said from within the temple, he started seeing a what? A river flowing out of the temple so a river flowing out of the temple and wherever where this river went what happened life came into every single place where that river flowed to you know in the water says that that same river in the natural will flow into the what the dead sea and make the dead sea what fresh again We'll be teeming with fish once more. Because when I visited Israel, by the grace of God, I went to the Dead Sea. You cannot sink. It's so salty. Not a single thing lives in it. Like when he says it's dead, it really literally is dead. As a matter of fact, they say when you swim in there, you, you got to make sure it doesn't touch anyone in your eyes because it will go blind you. It's like immediately you got to go to the hospital. Period. When I got in, my... <laughs> My skin was tingling. I jumped out and said, no, thank you. <laughs> the spar and whatnot, whatever they call it, and all the salt, I said, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'll pass on it. <laughs> you know, but, but just being there and physically looking at that Dead Sea and then going back to Ezekiel and going, you're going to do what? You see, but they, but the important thing to know is this. The only way the Lord could help me make any connection with what was happening in terms of what Ezekiel was describing and looking at was the Lord connected to myself and said, listen, you are that temple. When that glory has returned in you, in your in the rightful place. Well, my presence is returning to the rightful place. That's what Jesus can absolutely say with confidence. When you believe in me, what is going to happen? Rivers of living water will flow out of you. So when you look at Ezekiel's temple and then you look at what Jesus is talking about, you can actually see a parallel truth that is absolutely there that you cannot deny. That when you say yes to Jesus, the Holy Spirit indwells you. All of a sudden, that river that is in heaven starts flowing out of you. So that in every single place that he goes, it's going to bring life. It's going to bring life. That is exactly what Byron's talking about. We want to see mental illnesses healed. We want to see all this other stuff healed. But there's no way we can... Have, be able to do any of that stuff unless we allow the Holy Spirit to build what he wants to build in us so that that river can flow and start touching places and start touching people. That that stuff may occur, the life may flow because out of the Father's heart, he's full of life. He's full of life. 
And his desire is to make sure that that which he created will be alive as he pleases. Jars of clay. Jars of clay. These awesome treasure. These awesome treasure. So if you notice, it's like a preaching, but it's an exhortation. It's a reminder. But yeah, maybe for some of you, it might be new. <laughs> Help us, Holy Spirit. Help us, Holy Spirit. Help us, Holy Spirit. Help us, Holy Spirit. Help us, Holy Ghost. We have this treasure in jars of clay. We have this treasure in jars of clay. So that the all-surpassing power of God may not be from us. That he desires to display his power to the principalities in the heavenly places by using who? Us. This is the Father's desire for us. That this treasure that we have, that we can start drawing out of these things that he's put in us to be able to give it away to other people. Whether it be healing, whether it be multiplying food. You see, all this stuff that you see that Jesus did, he was an absolute perfect example of what the father really has desire for us. Because everywhere he went, life exploded. Everywhere he went, demons manifested. You see, when you think about your own life, and you look at the people around you, the people that you interact with, there's an intentionality that the, that the Lord wants us to have. Because when we step into a place, because of what is in us, guess what? The opportunity for something to happen exponentially explodes at that very moment. Because we have God residing within our own hearts. It's inside this temple. So when I show up in a place, then that means there is a potential of something changing in that atmosphere. There is a possibility of life changing in that place. So walking with the awareness and the intentionality that, listen, anywhere I go, I carry the Son of God with me. Anywhere I go, I carry the Holy Spirit with me. Anywhere I go, I carry the power of God with me. That means in every place that I step, God steps with me. There is no separation. When, he, when we step there, guess what? God steps there too. So the Holy Spirit is saying, listen, I just want to bring to your attention that what resides in you is so powerful that in every single place you go, guess what? You can switch it. You can change the atmosphere. You see, demons don't like it. 
That's why when Jesus showed up, demons would just start screaming. What are you doing here? What have you come to do? Have you come to the mentors? Guess what? It happens the same way with us. When we walk in, some demons start manifesting in people. Someone looks at you cross-eyed. Someone rolls their eyes. Somehow they matter. You, you're like, I just got here. I don't know why you mad at me. Because them demons are screaming. They're going, oh, gosh, why is he here, man? He, this African has come to disrupt our uh, work. It could be the cashier of the store. When you go to the cashier of the store, maybe, you know, he's sitting, you know what I mean? Maybe that cashier is having a terrible day because them demons have been whispering lies all day long. And you just say one word. I just pray the Lord bless you today. That's it. And them demons start screaming. Because he just disrupted everything that they've been working so hard to do. I'll just give you this one story and now I'll close up. Okay, because my time is almost up. There was this lady. She lived in this apartment. And each year the rain went up. She couldn't understand. She goes, Lord, you asked me to move over here. Now this rent is like ridiculous. So, so she, it came to a point where she could not afford it. So she decided, I'm going to move out. I'm going to have to find a place. Not knowing that God was actually behind that plan. Because it's something that God really wanted to do. And he was looking for a soul that was absolutely prepared. When I say prepared, I'm not saying like being ready. That he himself molded to do a specific work. Because what needed to happen, only how could she could do that part. Because that's how the father had ordained it. So it takes the pressure off of, if you're not evangelist, hey, that's okay. If you're not a preacher, that's fine. If you're not a minister, that's okay. But you have your own unique gift that the Lord has given you that you can operate and work in. And he'll put you in the right position so that that actually can fully manifest to its greatest potential. So she gets out of the apartment. She goes and finds, you know what I mean? She's driving down the road. She's frustrated. She goes, what do I do now? Where do I find cheaper rent and whatnot? So she want, you know, so she decided that she wanted to stop at this grocery store so she can just get a, a drink while she was actually searching for other apartments and stuff. So on the road, she's trying to get on the right hand side, because she sees a grocery store right there. But the person on the right side will not let her come over. And this happened for about like a mile or two down the road. And she was really upset because he she'll break, he'll break. She'll accelerate, he'll accelerate. And this is just back and forth said, What is wrong with this dude? So finally she, you know, the dude lets, you know, uh, lets up. And she looks on the right. She sees another grocery store. She walks in there, talks to this lady on the counter. I mean, she gets whatever she, she talks to the cashier. The cashier is just having a terrible day. Not knowing the guy was at work in all this stuff. The person that was actually telling the story about this lady got caught up in heaven. And the Lord was saying, I want to show you exactly what happens in a Christian's life. When I have a plan. So he's seeing. Oh, so he's seeing. All this stuff take place. Seeing all these angels that the father is sending out. Sending out. Sending out. Sending out. Sending out. That driver that was going back and forth. Those are actually an angel sitting on the co-driver side. Kind of messing with him. Going, no, no. Don't let him all. Don't let him all. Just go. No, no. You should go. Mm -mm. I mean, it sounds crazy. But that's actually what was taking place. At the grocery store, she's sitting there. She's in a bad mood. She's mad because that person didn't let her over. She's in a different location. She really didn't want to be. And she looks at this cashier lady, and she noticed that this cashier lady is really having a hard time. So she just said, you know what? 
is there anything I can pray for you about? So she does. The guy that is watching all this unfold, sees all these angels that are being dispatched from the Father, come to that lady that was being tormented by all these demons. And whenever she prayed, what she prayed, the demons left. But she didn't even know that. All she thought was like, oh, she's having a bad day. Maybe she's having a worse day than me, so I'm just going to pray for her. So, <laughs> so she walks out, bumps into somebody who starts talking about, you know what I mean, they, they have a little conversation. And uh, starts saying, hey, there's apartments in this place. You can go find that. Da, da, da. She goes there, talks to the man, and she finds out, actually, the price is way too high. And she hears a voice in her head say, this is the right place for you. She goes, but I can't afford it. And the voice says, do you trust me? She goes, man, you just took me from another place that was a little bit lower than what I'm looking at. This is the right place. It's too expensive. And uh, the voice said, talk to the management. Sign up for the appointment. That's what I want you to do. So the angel, so the father dispatches now the angel to, to come and talk to the management in terms of what needs to happen. So she gets the appointment. She gets qualified. You know, they do something on deposit, where she's able to, I can't remember paying installments. I can't remember how it worked out. But, so the next thing you know, she gets this place, moves in, and the father looks at the guy that is watching all these things and for say, watch why I brought her here. Come on to find out. That whole entire apartment complex, there was like these six demons that were terrorizing everybody in that apartment. When she showed up, Guess what the demons did? They started squealing first. They said, the light has come. The light has come. We are doomed. We need to get out of here. The next thing you know, them demons left. And everybody in that place all of a sudden started experiencing peace. One lady in a whole apartment complex chased all these demons out of the place. But she didn't even know that that is what she was doing there. Until later, when the Holy Spirit started speaking to her, this is why I brought you here. So Joseph Clay, with this treasure, you never know in any place you go what is actually happening around that place. You show up, them demons got to go. Because guess what? When light comes, darkness has to. My time is up. I can bust it. So, we have the yes because I really feel like the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you speak to your heart okay because the Father is always in the business wanting to encourage us so let's just stand to a feet this morning Woo! yeah just stand to a feet this morning you know what I really felt from the Holy Spirit out, he said, just give me five minutes to walk on your heart. Five minutes for me to walk on your heart. For me to allow this, not a new revelation, but something that's already in you, that he will bring it up. That's why I love when Doug says, spring up all. That's what the Holy Spirit is doing. He's just calling deep stuff in you up. The deep treasures in you, he's just calling them up. I'm telling you, the deep, 
deep treasures, the Holy Spirit is saying, come up. Spring up, oh well. Spring up, oh well. Spring up, oh well. Spring up. Spring up. That's what it says in the word. Deep calls out to dip. Deep calls out to dip. That that treasure, all those treasures that are in you will stop bubbling up. That you start getting creative ideas of how to touch people's lives. Creative ideas of how to change situations at your job. Whether there's somebody who's negative all the time, he can change that by just binding the demons that are speaking in his ear. Say, Lord, I just nullify the power of them demons that are speaking to that guy right now. You don't have to say it out loud. You just, you just speak it. Just slowly. Just, hey, Lord, I just bind them demons, man. They need to shut them out. Because that's what Jesus did. It's a hush. Say no more. And they did. They had to obey. We have the same capacity in us. Ooh, that's good, Becky. Thank you. That's good. A great plan. It's going to be good. It's going to be wild. It's going to be great. I wouldn't want to have it any other way. There is no way you can follow the Holy Ghost and not have a wild adventure. I promise you that. No way. So we can have the ministry team come up here. Yeah, if you're in the ministry team, just come up here. Whoo. Amen, amen. I mean, as Becky plays, if you want to stay and get saturated some more, you're absolutely welcome. If you need prayer for anything else, if it's the same thing that I've talked about and you want to, you want to agree with the Lord for your life, you can come up here. One of these lovely people will absolutely agree with you. They will pray with you. If you have sickness in your body, come up so that they can touch you and pray for you so you can see the power of God manifest. And if that's all for you, I pray that the Lord will touch you, His face will shine upon you, and that you will have a blessed Sunday. Amen? So you're free to go.